Do you ever feel like you are the only one living a life that is too hard to handle? Welcome to the In Raw Life podcast, where we're going to talk about real life in its raw form. Each week, we'll dive into the stuff that nobody really likes to talk about because it's uncomfortable, painful, a little awkward, or just weird. We want to normalize all of that and help you realize that you can live out your dream even in life's messiness. I'm Sierra. And I'm Jessica. And we're living our dream lives in real life, in raw life. Welcome back to another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. It is getting so raw and real today because we are in different locations than normal. Um, Jess is in her bedroom because the baby is sleeping nearby and I am going for a walk, (laughs) which sounds absolutely crazy, but my leg has been out and so the only thing hi puppy that feels good is to walk to make it feel better so um I mean not my leg like I have sciatica I mentioned last time so my back has been Uh out and I was starting to get better and then I was actually feeling really good yesterday but I overslept so I didn't stretch and it like put me back a day this shows you what stretching Mm -hmm. does it helps you feel so much better so I'm sorry if you hear the airplanes and the parking dogs and the lawnmowers but baby I'm I'm coming back and walking's the way to do it. So I'm going to there you go. jazzercise my way through this podcast episode. Nice. Yeah, I got my walk in earlier today. Um, but yeah, welcome. We are testing out the idea of like, I mean, they're not really mini topics because they could all probably be a whole episode in themselves, but oh, just sure. kind of touching like mini conversations on these topics. Um, I picked the number three because that sounded like a good idea and Mm -hmm. hey maxi and just kind of having a little mini conversation about each thing and we'd love to hear from you guys if you have any topics situations in life um things you feel alone in or you know you're not alone in and you want others to know that they're not alone in it um just send it to the in raw life podcast at gmail.com and we can discuss it just have a conversation because i so i heard this on a podcast that i was listening to this morning they were like, oh, it was, well, it was Chelsea Handler. So like, she's famous, but it, I went back, I started listening to like sporadically listen to some of her episodes. I was like, oh, let me just go all the way back to the beginning. So I listened to the first one today and she's like, yeah, I'm doing this because like, I'm good at giving advice and I like giving advice. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. And I was like, oh, that's us. Like we have good conversation. We've lived enough situations in both of our lives differently that and I, I believe we're pretty decent at giving advice or talking about things and diving into things and giving different perspectives. So that's what we want to yeah. do. Um, so if you're on YouTube, you kind of already got a, a little peek into what we're going to talk about. But if you're <laughs> not watching us on YouTube, let's see the first one. And these were all things that happened to be in other conversations in my life, like literally yesterday. And I thought, oh, those all could be interesting things to talk about. So the first one was really stuck, not stuck. I used a different word. You said um, people who are stuck in their ways can they really change. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of become who we are in our personality by age five or something, they say. And different things in our childhood shape that. And we start to believe who we are, believe what we're told we are. And then that's who we become in our you know, everything that we live through shapes who we are. And so by the time we're adults, especially now we're in our mid thirties, 
you know, we're pretty solid in who we are, but both Sierra and I, I believe, have challenged that notion. But I feel like so many people think, like they use it as an excuse or a crutch. Like, well, this is who I am because of who I was made to be. And I'm just not going to change or it's not possible for me to change um, or it's not, po- or they believe that about other people in their lives, that it's not possible for them to change. And I don't know, like, do you, are you on the same page with me, Sierra? Or are we, I think we're on the same page, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's actually funny. I was, this is such a, a hilarious um, comparison, but I was having this thought today um, because about my dog. So your dog, my dog, my dog. Okay. Because okay, so my the, here's here's where my train of thought went. You can't teach an old dog new tricks, right? And so my thought was, when I like I got my dog, he was already four years old. Now he's twelve, and he is such a bad dog. Like he's a good dog. He like you know he loves you and he does all that stuff. He's not he trained. He's he's yes. Whenever whenever he's pissed at you, he pees. Like he'll just be like, oh, you didn't love me for as long as I wanted. I'm gonna go pee on the carpet. Or, oh, you gave the kids more attention than I did. I'm going to go pee on the carpet. Like oh, one, of Jay's worst... <laughs> one of Jay's worst memories was when we were potty training Arrow and Arrow would pee his pants. And so he'd take, he'd take an Arrow to the bathroom and was like working with him there. And he was like, you know, there's just a lot going on. And he comes out and decks his feet on the carpet. It was just like, it's nonstop. And there's other things too, like whatever. And meanwhile, I was, I walked the kids to school. And when I was walking home today, um, one of like the crossing guards dog just sits in the van as if he's driving. He's like a big bulldog or pit bull, pit bull, not bulldog, a uh, big pit bull. And he just sits in the driver's seat and he just watches everybody go by. And I look like, I was like, Hey Murphy, his name's Murphy. I say, Hey Murphy. And he just turns like this. He doesn't <laughs> bark. He doesn't do anything. He just looks at me like, what's up? I'm just driving my van that's parked. And I'm like, this dog is amazing. And I told her, like, our crossing guard, I'm like, he's such a good dog. She's like, I know. He is. He's the same age as my dog. Like, they're the same exact age, and they're two completely different dogs. Now, I don't know if she, like, when she got him and how she trained him or whatever. But when I had Dex, I was like, you know what? He's, like, he's already, he's already lived four years. Like, I can't teach an old dog new tricks. And that's, like, kind of the mentality that I just accepted. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, I have a cousin who got a, a used dog is what I call <laughs> if they've already if they've already been somewhere else they're not a, a they're not a new a dog pre, I would say pre-loved pre-owned <laughs> pre-owned dog so um anyway a dog she, that got out of a relationship yeah <laughs> that's true um anyway and that dog she like took it to doggy boot camp or whatever and he is like so well behaved mm-hmm. like trained knows everything like sits on command uh goes on command and she's like used him as a therapy dog in hospital but when I met him at first he was crazier than my dog so I mean she spent thousands and thousands of dollars to do it but this dog is like so well trained and so my thought was like you know I just accepted like oh you can't teach a dog an old dog new tricks and I don't know if I should have accepted that because now I have a 12 year old dog who's not trained and I'm not going to spend thousands of dollars on it now or yeah whatever I mean maybe I could still spend hundreds but because he probably is going to live for, for a very long time. But like, I don't know what, like, it's just a weird, a crazy thought. And so it's funny to me that like, I do think you can teach an old dog new tricks. I also think the older they get, the harder it is. 
mm-hmm. but it's still possible. And I mean this now, not just speaking about dogs, but also speaking about humans. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, I mean, dogs and humans are also of course different and there's within the dog world, there's definitely different capabilities and intelligence. So like Maxie, we've had her since she was a baby. We did not necessarily train her. Um, but as she got older, even she moved in when we were living with Jed, she moved in with us when she was already six years old, I think. And at Jed's house, there's no fence. And his dog just goes out and stays within the yard like she knows because she's very well trained. And so Maxie just kind of learned because she is very she has the capability. So she learned quickly, oh, I stay in the yard even though I'm not on a leash when that is not her natural way of thinking before so I think it depends like when it comes to a dog it also depends on the dog and their age and you know their actual capability and intelligence but when it comes to humans I believe and yeah age it gets weirder to think about changing but I believe we're all capable no matter what even in much older age but it's the maybe it's the desire that comes in like the I don't desire know, I to, argue, like whatever the change you, might bring, the desire for that outcome versus where you're already at. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't think any of like I, I feel like none of that is accurate in my mind. Just because not to be <laughs> that sounds awful, but I like to, like we're gonna you know say our different sides. I feel like first of all, like if dogs dogs are of different intelligence, I think humans are of different intelligence too. Yeah. Um, you know, like people have have like social um differences and like some of it's some of it's nurture and some of it's nature you know like people with um what is the word i'm looking for like social um not disabilities but like like people with autism and things of of that nature where it's like it's just like some i don't know like some people have and like not not even just autism i think some people are just born with this innate ability to read people and to understand and to strive for growth and other people are kind of like some people are born with a like an ignorance where they can just like live really happy in their current circumstances whether it's good or bad sometimes it is good sometimes Mm -hmm. it's bad sometimes I'm super jealous of the people who just ignorantly live through like things and they're like this is just the way it is I'm like oh my gosh, I wish I could just think it was that simple and not, mm-hmm. you know, dwell on these bigger things that are actually going on. So I think, I don't know, I feel like intelligence comes into play with humans just as much as dogs. Mm. I feel like, I mean, I, I, to a degree, can see what you're saying and agree with you, but also still, I don't know, I fully, and this is okay to be different on it. I feel like everyone's capable. It's learning or hearing or whatever it is in their own way but yeah I'm with you on the sometimes I'm like I wish I could just be ignorant like and not like and be okay because like there are there's different degrees of people of I think we talked about this on the podcast recently that are totally okay with just the mundane job like that doesn't need to fulfill a purpose for them and some people like really need every day to feel fueled by purpose yeah and sometimes yeah. I'm like, I wish I could just be that person. That's just like, oh. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I think, I mean, like I do. So with, I do think that everyone is able to change regardless of intelligence. I'm not saying that, like, I think all dogs, like I think Dex could have been trained. Like some dogs might learn quicker than others, but 
I think that all like that, I still think rings true, no matter what your intelligence level is, no matter what your like status is, I think anybody can change. Um, I don't, and you had said like, maybe it's the, the desire that makes you willing to change, but even still, like, I don't, I feel like people might have the desire, but they're lacking, like, it's like almost like a stubbornness, right? Yeah. Like to me, I like to, I think about my stepdad, he is so set in his ways that he's like, it's impossible to change him. Right. Like you can talk to him until you're blue in the face and he just won't listen. And it's not that he doesn't have the desire to be a good person or to be a loving father or any of those things, but he just, maybe it's his desire to be right. Or his like, it's, it's like this, this weird confidence that he just, he's like, this is, it is my way or the highway. And it is only his way. Like all of the other ways are impossible. They're just like, they're just impossible period in his mind, which is like, I mean, as he's gotten older, if anything, he's gotten a little bit better, but I think it's almost because he's gotten forgetful. He's like, forgot. He's, mm-hmm. he's forgetting some of the things that he stood behind versus mm-hmm. letting it go. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, that's funny because that kind of what you just t- touched on leads into the other topic, the like yeah. letting pride get in the way of connection. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I didn't, I... Especially came up around family stuff in conversation for me. Um, and it's just, I don't even know where I want, like there's nothing that I want to go with this. It's just maybe how how do you help those people or are they even helpable? <laughs> Which is not a word. Um, capable. Capable. <laughs> I like it. I like helpable. It's like a good word. It to realize that they're letting pride get in the way of some amazing, like things that could be so amazing in their life. And they're just mm-hmm. like missing out. And it's sad. Yeah. Like even an example from, cause I, I don't want to bring like never airing dirty laundry on this podcast but at right. the same time being real. But like, so a past thing from my life and something else is reminding me of is like my grandmother, my mom's mom. She let her pride mm-hmm. of, I don't know what, maybe being right, wanting to be the, I, I, re- I don't even know what the pride was about, but let that deteriorate every single familial connection in her life besides me because I didn't put up enough boundaries and I was easy um, and that like, that, re- that was a huge part of my childhood is that we couldn't have all these huge family gatherings and they got smaller and smaller as I got older because of that pride of that one person. That's, it makes me think of, um, Encanto, which we will do yeah, an yeah. episode about here soon. Yeah. But, like the same thing with the grandmother there. And she changed though at the end. She saw her. She did, there. which I felt like is not true. That's a very Disney ending. Yes. <laughs> not not true to real life, but um but it is and baby. I like I think that's so beautiful to like look at that too. Like, you know, she started out with dreams and hopes and like these big plans for her family. And then she put a lot of pressure on herself to make it, you know, have all of like to meet all of these certain requirements. And mm-hmm. I feel like we can look at the people who are prideful in our own lives and see the same things, you know, like I'm sure if you look at your nanny's life, like where did that come from? You know, like Uh where did that start and what, what led to that 
that like absolute headstrong, this is the way. This that, is it or else. Yeah. Yeah. My mom actually has a, a friend who she like, she's cut off, she's cut ties with like her family as well. And my mom's like, it's probably only a matter of time before she cuts ties with me. And sure enough, it started happening. Mm-hmm. And my mom's super like disheartened by it. But I feel like almost it's a defense mechanism. Like if yeah. I don't cut ties with you, you'll cut ties with me first, which just means that these people have been trained that like relationships are fragile and they don't last. And which is also super sad. I saw this thing on Instagram. It was like, I don't know if she was a, a child psychiatrist or what, but she's like one of the worst lies that we were told as children. And she shows like, she does a, like a photo share of the best friends forever bracelet or like Uh, whatever that, like you have half the heart. I have half the heart kind of thing. mm -hmm. And she's like, because friendships don't last forever. They last seven years. And I was like, well, that's bullshit. Like, I'm sorry if your friendship lasts seven years, but I think it's more like traumatizing that you are trying to preach your hurts to these people. Like, no, friendships last seven years. If it's longer, it's rare. I'm like, I can count on more than one hand friendships that have lasted longer than seven years, like yours and mine included. And it's not that like they don't have rocky patches, sure, but you work through those rocky patches and you you don't give up on them once it gets a little rocky. I mean, sometimes you have to. Sometimes it's like, okay, this is toxic and I can't, like there's no coming back from it. But sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, we kind of yeah. don't get along right now or we're very- And there's like, seasons rocky. of friendships and relationships. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes like distance, for some of my friendships, distance has made it more difficult. For others of my friendships, distance has brought us closer because mm-hmm. we're both lonely and we talk more, whatever, you know, like it's just, I don't know. I was so, I was so annoyed by that reel. I'm like, no, you just, you've been hurt and you just are sharing it yeah. and putting it on blast. <laughs> I mean, so like, I, I can see where she was going with it because it's, you don't want to set unrealistic expectations, I guess in a sense or like forever yeah like I don't love the word forever when it comes to certain things because it's it's an unrealistic expectation of oh well now if it's not then oh I was bad or this was you know what was I doing it was a lie but um but yeah sorry I, I mostly heard what you said while I was getting him but yeah, I have friendships. I have you and I have my two other best friends who I've been friends with. The other two, I've been friends with them since I was 14. And yeah, that's it's over not 20 going years. away, like ever. Right. Yeah, I, exactly. Exactly all of that. So, and like, and I, 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 and I could, and I could easily see how sometimes we don't live in the same area. We don't see each other all that much. And me and any of you three. And so, like, mm-hmm. I could see how pride could ease, like, if I was a more prideful person, how it could get in the way of, oh, well, we don't see each other, like, we haven't made time, like, or I haven't talked to them in months, like, I could see how one could rationalize that if they have a certain kind of mind of, well, then I'm cutting them off, but, mm-hmm. but that just makes me sad, like, what, like, it, someone yesterday, and I mean, this is a cliche thing, but yesterday said to me when we we're talking about this subject, Life is way too freaking short, man. Like you have no yeah. idea what's gonna happen in every second. Um, yeah. 
the last time you might speak to someone, last time you might see them. So if they're of any worth or importance to you, like act on it. <laughs> yeah. Act on it in the appropriate way. And don't be like afraid. Don't be the prideful person that's too afraid of like, oh, well, I've texted them five times. So even though I want to talk to them right now, like I'm waiting on them. Yeah, that's true too. Don't play games is like the biggest thing. That yeah. was something that I learned early, early in my relationship with Jay, like mm-hmm. my husband, I was, I said something to him. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, oh, well, I just didn't know if you were something like if you were waiting two days to reach out or something, you know, because we just, uh-huh. I don't, it was something very, dating very rules. much that, right. One of the dating rules. I don't remember which one it was, but it was something like that. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to ever do that. And I was like, what, why? He's like, I don't play games. I don't, I'm not interested in a relationship where we do play games. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, that's refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, please. And I feel like that's the same way with every friendship. And I also think if there's a friendship where someone is, you know, casting you out or pushing you aside, the best thing to do, like, is not to, like you said, well, I'll just wait for them to reach out because they're being a bitch, which maybe they are, maybe they're not, but like, that's not the best approach. And the other thing is not to be like, well, like to, you know, Mm -hmm. give up on it and be like, well, just chalk that up as a loss. The best thing to do is to freaking have communication about it. Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I just want you to know, like, I love and respect you. And I'm here for you. If you want to talk, like if you want to work through it, if you need some space, just let me know. Like I'm here for whatever you need to make this, like to bring about healing. Yeah. I feel like you and I have even had conversations adjacent to that before. You and I? I think so. Like when, Maybe. especially like when we're doing business stuff and like, we're just kind of off. Yeah. And the more, yeah, the more honest, like in a, like a kind, honest way, mm-hmm. the more open you can be with somebody, the better, like only good can come of it. Cause it's either going to be you repair whatever it is and, and it becomes better or you both realize, Hey, like this relationship, whatever kind of relationship it is, doesn't suit us. And that's okay too. Yeah. I mean, I'm just an advocate of communication in general. Like yes, no matter what obviously. it is, just <laughs> freaking communicate. Like, talk. I feel like communication is, is what breaks apart most relationships, whether it's marriage, mm-hmm. friendship, family, mm-hmm. like it's, yep. it's a poor communication. I've, Jay is um, currently playing mediator mm-hmm. between his two bosses. Like he works for a shop oh, yeah. that's run by two brothers mm-hmm. and they're, they could just not, they just don't get along ever, ever, ever. And one of the brothers has said something like, I don't know, Jay said something like, oh, Arrow, like Arrow and Gray, they just love each other so much. And the brother's like, just wait. And it's like, nope, I don't think we have to just wait because that's not who our kids are. Um, And then recently, no, recently they were like fighting over something. Oh, it was over like they share the shop truck and, and like, the what Jay was talking to one brother about it and he's like well well you know this guy he's just mad every time you bring it back because it's either like because the gas tank's always on empty and the check engine light's always on and then the brother's response was that's always how I get it so what's happening is they're both getting the truck back on empty and they're like well he doesn't fill the gas tank I'm not gonna fill the gas tank when like one of them forgot one time and now they're both Mm -hmm. they both think that they have a vendetta against each other yeah when really it's just like which now they do when really one time it was an accident and if they had just said hey I got home late I'm so sorry I forgot to fill up the gas or if the other one had said 
hey, you realize you left it on empty, right? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Like communication makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think we solved that one. Communication. Communication is always key. Your damn pride aside. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, and I don't remember what the third thing was. And I the third thing was when you have friends that try to give you advice on your kids when they don't themselves have kids. And I want to add, or they've had kids so long ago that they can't remember what it's like. <laughs> okay. Cause they're, but those are two different categories. Well, but sure. Yeah. But they, but they're, I feel like you get advice from both and it's like, you just don't, you just don't know. Honestly, I think advice, like whether they have kids or not, I think parenting advice is just like, not welcome unless asked for yeah is my thought like if i'm struggling oh, and i'm venting oh, i'm not necessarily like that. what he's like that, that thought i like i don't know if i'm like my thought is if i'm struggling and i'm explaining to you my struggle and you're like oh well you just need to blah 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 it's like well no <sighs> that's not what i need right now i need like I just need someone to be like, that sucks. I'm sorry. You know, like when you're in the heat of parenting, like, I just feel like you don't want advice. You kind of just want a friend to be like, I'm so sorry. Well, we we've used, we've talked about those communication tools before. So again, it's communication. Um, Yeah. It's great to hear that sucks sometimes. And you can say like, Hey, do you just want to vent right now? Or like, are you open to advice or do you want advice? And then that, I the person can like say that phrase though, either, because it makes you feel like a chump. If you say you don't want advice, I don't know. Like I, I always think feel pressure. So. I think it's someone like, being honest and I'm like, okay, cool. Like I'm here for you to vent. Yeah. I don't know. Anytime someone says, are you looking for, are you looking to, uh, to vent or for advice? If I don't say advice, I feel like I'm not willing to work on myself. It's uh-huh. like, well, you're in you know, your like moment, if, and I mean, maybe you don't want advice from that person. Maybe you just aren't open yeah. to advice at that moment. It just depends, and I think that's okay to just be honest. Like, true, I'm honest when it's my mom. Actually, I don't. She doesn't ask. I tell her, Mom, I don't, I don't want know. advice right now. And she's like, I know. I'm sorry. You just want to talk. I'm like, Yes, I just need someone. Holy, to talk she to says that. You're that's my funny. mom. She does. She's really good about it. She's worked on her communication too. She's she's not unwilling to change, which is wonderful. But we are good communicators too. Yeah. But anyway, so people giving advice when they don't have kids. You tell tell me your thoughts on it because I took over that (laughs) that thought. It it's just funny is the nice way to put it because it's like yes, that is a beautiful way to think about that. Correct. And in a perfect world, you know, my kids would eat the correct serving of all food groups every single day at three years old. (laughs) And we'll always say please and thank you, never forgetting it because they're a perfect being and will, you know, be amazing at helping cleaning the house right off the bat and just do all the things. Like they're just... You know, I don't know. That's just something. Because people who don't have kids, they just don't get it. Like, if you have not raised a child, it's just, you you can have all of these beautiful expectations. And I'm sure every parent, you know, can attest to this. Like, 
you have these ideas, even if they're not responsibility wise or not food related or whatever, you have these ideas about what it's going to be like to be a parent and how you're going to parent and what your how your child will react to it. And then guess what? They cut, they're like, Hey, I'm here and this is who I am. It has nothing to do with what you expect. I have to figure out how to parent that child. (laughs) It's so true. And especially like, well, not especially, but sometimes the child has all of your, like none of your really good qualities and all of your worst ones. And you're just like, I remember doing this to my parents and I didn't understand why they got so upset. And now I hate it. <laughs> or I, I, I did something so similar and I'm like yeah. kind of proud of her for doing it for herself, but really annoyed as a parent because <laughs> yes. she shouldn't be doing it. Yes. Yes. I've been there too. Like yeah, being I'll on her it. iPad for two and a half hours at midnight on a school night, a few nights in a row. Wait, why are you proud of her? Well, so I'm like, okay, she figured out a way to get what she wanted uh, like to sneak it right. or whatever huh to sneak it or did she get her way because she like well, figured she was out sneaking it she's like I really want to do some stuff on my iPad I don't mm-hmm. get to during the week and she even I should have known I kind of had an inkling but I was I'm you know in the thick of newbornness so I'm too tired she'd even asked yeah. me that week do you ch-, like at bedtime she's like do you, do you still check on me when you go to sleep and I was like not lately, because I'm just, you know, during pregnancy, <laughs> I was going to bed before you, and I'm too tired, and not him. That's amazing. Oh, so, my God. So, like, I'm proud of her. She's like, I want some... Oh, sorry, you just bonked your head. Oh. See, he, like, wails, and then he's like, hey, whatever. But I was like, I'm proud of her, because she she wanted something, and she figured out how to get it. Mm-hmm. Annoyed with her as a parent, because... You're not freaking supposed to be on your iPad during the week, let alone at midnight, and therefore not getting yeah. up. To- gotcha. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. So some I... of that stuff that like we see in them, it's like, as a parent, this is obnoxious as hell. Really yes. wish you weren't doing that, but like I see the value in it. For me, it's whenever Arrow is fighting me on something that he like he really wants it and he's so headstrong and he just is like well he comes up with every excuse yeah. like every excuse to oh, fight that's it like which you? is what I did <laughs> I like I'm just like I look at him and I'm like this is so frustrating I am the parent I need you to listen but at the same time you're gonna grow up and you're gonna question things and you're gonna not just accept great. the norm and I love that so like See, exactly. I don't yeah like I don't get too mad at him when he de- like I get mad at him I'm like you need to listen but at the same time I never like punish him for that because I love that in me like I don't accept things at face value and maybe it's an annoying quality mm-hmm. if you're my mother or my husband however <laughs> I have to freaking fight sometimes for what I believe in and you know what I don't know if I said this last week but Jay recently said to me like he was listening to a, um, a podcast with a pediatrician on it and he was like, I finally understand why you've chosen some of the things you've chosen. Like things he's fought me on that he didn't think we should do. He's like, I get it. And I'm glad we did it your way. I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much for that validation. I needed it. So anyway. Love that. Yeah. Great communication. Great communication. But Putting as far as people aside. who don't have. Yeah. <laughs> it was very nice of him. Mm-hmm. But for the people who don't have kids, yeah, there's just like this different level of, yeah, uh, like 
like it's I under so okay I also understand wanting to give advice because sometimes you're like like I I have a solution for this and I think it will will help you right like oh my gosh this Uh, like you know we you said at the beginning of this episode we both like giving advice we both think we're pretty good at it and you know when it comes to when it comes to kids I just feel like it's such a different medium you know like yes you can be great at giving advice and yes you can have excellent ideas but at the end of the day like most of those ideas especially if you don't have kids can be extremely hurtful for the parent instead of helpful and that's what I think you have to think about if you like anytime you're giving advice is like is this going to help this very tiny situation that they're in or is this going to hurt this parent's pride as a parent mm-hmm. you know like what what are they going to come out like what's going to come out of this and I think like for me that's one thing I'm super grateful for because I know like a lot of moms are like oh like every time they're given advice by like an older person it's excruciating to them because they're like first of all like you raised kids 60 years ago when peanut butter wasn't allowed like I don't need I don't need your help with that but second of all like it just it like it crushes your spirit and me like I said just describing arrow like I'm so headstrong and I don't care what you say I'm going to do it my way that people's advice doesn't bother me but like usually it can occasionally but or like usually typically just annoys me and I'm like okay whatever I'm (laughs) I'm not taking that but like if you're a new mom first of all if you're not used to like if you don't have the idea that like most people are wrong and you're right, which is not a great, <laughs> that's not a great way to describe what I am. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't have the ability to like, to like, I don't know, to stand up for your thoughts and you start to question yourself. Like I've, we all have been there where you just question, like, did I make the right choice? Was that stupid of me? Like moms, no matter what, whether anybody gives you advice or not, you're already sitting there thinking like, oh my gosh, have I made the right choice? Is this what's best for my child? Is this what's best for my family? Is this what's best for me? Mm-hmm. Like you have that thought so much. So when somebody comes in and gives unwarranted advice, it's just like, oh my God, I thought I had it. And now this person is looking at me and I'm like, they see something so clearly and I'm, I must be an idiot that I didn't see it. When that person might be wrong, but this is just what like the hormones and the, mm-hmm. the anxiety of motherhood can do to you. So yeah. Anyway. Um, well, we only have two minutes left, but I was going to say one, one little devil's advocate thing on that, which is going against what I was, why I brought it up. But we as parents can also sometimes, like, I don't know how to word it the best. Like, we do, like, we, we're already judging ourselves, so it's hard to, like, hear it. But at the same time, we can have an open mind, like a few, you know, a few days later and be like, okay, like, am I, can I believe the best that like this person was trying to do their best with talking to me? Yes. Do I have to take what they said? No. Can I think about it and think maybe that is a good idea or maybe it's not? Yeah, we can. Cause I'm someone who really, I love gathering advice and then I usually kind of go with my gut anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's okay. And it's a little bit of that's pride for me. And it's okay to be like, you know what? Sometimes some other people might have the answer or might have like a little clue into the answer and like take some of that too. So that was my little devil's advocate. I think with that, like that you, you hit the nail on the head with something like so important in all of these situations, like all the things that we've talked about on this so far, which is just take a deep breath, take a moment and remember, like think to yourself, what is their best interest for me? Like, are they coming? Is there a chance that this is just them trying to be as kind, loving and helpful as possible? And like, 
move from that. Even if they've done it in a bad way, they've been a jerk, they've been prideful, they've been whatever about it. Remind yourself that this might be their best interest for you, even if it's showing up kind of shit. So yeah, I like it. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of the In Raw Life podcast. We love having you here. We love every time you come back. And we would love if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast to help our podcast grow. Hope this was encouraging to you. And remember, if you're having an issue, take a deep breath and communicate. And if you're finding that you don't really want to communicate, then perhaps, darling, you need to check yourself in the mirror because nothing is going to change until you do.